Welcome to Twisted and Misunderstood. My name is Dominic J. Zenden, and I'm the host of Twisted and Misunderstood. On this episode, I'm going to talk you through some aura photographic profiling things that I've been doing recently, and some of my work that's going to explore some other areas of this, because these things I've been interested in for such a long time. And now what I'm going to be doing is combining these areas together to do things that I haven't done before. So I'm going to bring my skills as an aura photographic profiler, as a medium, as an intuitive, together to actually build readings for people from photographs. So if you're interested in auras, if you're interested in aura photographic profiling, if you're interested in some of the developments here, stay tuned because this is going to be a show that you won't want to miss. So without further ado, before you before we start talking about aura profiling, I'm going to just give you a little bit of detail about where you can find me. When you want to go into my website, it's Aura, the Aura profiling side of my website is mindsight.org. So M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G. So that's for all the information that you want to know about Aura photographic profiling and all the things that we do here at Mindsight and Twisted and Misunderstood. There's a couple of special things going on at the moment. For every photographic profile that I write in December, we're going to donate a Christmas present to a disabled or disadvantaged child. Now, this is something that we do most years, and we do it in different guises. In July, we donated about 30, 40 trees to a new a new patch of land near where we live. And I like to be able to give something back into society. So over Christmas, what better way of being able to dedicate some of the work that I do to making somebody smile? And if we can make children smile, then that's got to be a really good thing. So Christmas presents for profiles. So no better time for you to order a Christmas profile. You can do it online on the Mindsight org website you can come to me and you can even order a mediumship photographic profile or an audio photographic profile now i will explain to you what we're going to be doing around those things but i want to understand how you would be feeling when you look at your brand new photograph and your profile coming together because it's quite an exciting time that you can bring these things into your own life and see what benefit they have. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about aura photographic profiling. What is an aura photographic profile, for instance? Well, it's a color photograph taken at a particular time in your life. Now, every color photograph is a time capsule. It captures the energy, if you like, the aura or the frequency and vibration around you. And those colors and frequencies I can interpret into a reading. Now, every single person has an energy signature. We all have that color that actually comes from our vibration and our frequency. Different thoughts, different feelings, different emotions, different food. Even the air that you breathe 
all affects the aura that you have around you. Now, for me, as an aura profiler, I've been looking at colors around people for as long as I can remember, ever since I was quite young. And I've been looking at colors in several different ways. The aura photographic profiling is one way, because every time a photograph is taken, it captures the aura, and I just interpret that aura. And if you took one of you today, and you're in a really good mood, and you took one of you tomorrow, and you weren't in such a good mood, the aura changes. It often changes from time to time. For me, a photograph is a brilliant way of being able to pinpoint a person, who they are, what they're about, what they're thinking, feeling, going through at that moment. Because the photograph captures that moment. And you think about how you feel today to how you felt yesterday. We wake up feeling different most days, and that is always reflected in our auras. The food that we eat, the air that we breathe, even the water that we drink is all affected by how our aura actually indicates it to us. Now, when I look at a photograph, what I will do is take all those feelings and fears and emotions and fitness concerns and foods and just compile it into a around about 1500 words. So what you're getting is a report or a profile about how you were at time that photograph was taken. It's quite a simple process. It takes me around about three to four hours to write the reports. And because the actual reports are in such detail, it gives you an insight into how other people are seeing you. Not how you are seeing you, but how other people see you. And it's an insight that is such a unique insight because you never get to see yourself how other people see you or how other people may envisage you as a person. The other thing that's really good about auras is that I tend to trust the aura much more than what I trust what people tell me, because the aura changes in accordance to the way that we are, what's happening in our lives. The person can tell us almost anything. So when you're actually looking at an aura, you're getting the real picture, you're getting the full truth, the full acknowledgement of what's going on. When you look at a person or you talk to a person, all you're getting is a version of those events. So what we do is we're taking out the actual, maybe the, the way that people exaggerate or deceive or even lie, if you want to use that word, a bit strong word for me, but how people tell us things. And we can look through that. And over the years, you know, or approach, Photographic profiling has been going. I've been doing it for about 22 years now. Um, it's very, very much a big part of my life and all the things that I do around the life that I lead. But the 22 years, it all started off with a digital picture from a Samsung phone. And it used to be that people wanted to know what somebody was going to be like if, if they dated them. So I would sit with my friends and we would talk, and they would show me pictures of their intendeds or the people that they wanted to date, and I would give them a verbal profile, something that they could actually take away and remember about the person that they were looking at to actually date. And really, from those small beginnings of being able to help people match 
and go into relationships have actually come up to where we are today, where we're writing fair few reports. We're actually getting involved with media companies and TV companies. And we're doing this on quite a good level. It's quite a, a strong level. People are very interested. And that's what aura photographic profiling brings to people. People that I've profiled in the past, well, I've done the Beckhams. I've done George Michael. I've done the Queen of Malaysia. I've done a lot of actors, actresses. I've done members of the royal family, believe it or not. And also we do many, many people from many different walks of life right across the world. And I think the profiles I've written have gone into many countries, almost like this podcast on Twisted and Misunderstood. We actually now broadcast into 94 countries. So if you're in one of those countries, thank you for listening. But the profiles also go out to many, many different countries all over the world. And I think that now I'm getting into the point where most people in the world know about what an aura photographic profile is. Now, in the next few weeks, we're going to start to bring the next level of aura photographic profiling to your attention. And what we're going to do is we're going to combine my two main skills. Now, I've always been somebody that's worked with voices or imprints or energy. Some people call it spirit. But the world around us is full of mystery. We don't know how it works, really, do we? We know about things like um, like ghosts, like um, entities or the, the mysteries. And Twist of the Misunderstood is all about exploring those areas. But these things that we're going to be doing are going to combine my skills as a medium and my skills as an aura photographic profiler and start to bring them together for the very first time to give readings via a photograph and it's going to be called vintage aura photographic profiling so it's vintage aura photographic profiling but we're going to start to write really detailed individual aura vintage reports for people that have passed into spirit so if you've got a loved one that's actually left or if you've got somebody that you've got some photographs of we're going to start to look at the way that they were feeling, who they were, and actually detail a aura profile as a mediumship and aura reading in one go. So what you will find is that this particular way of aura profiling photographs is going to be looking back at who a person was whilst they were alive. Now, it's interesting because I never really thought of doing this, but, you know, it's just sort of something that's that's come to my attention recently. And how it came to my attention is quite an interesting story. I was flicking through a magazine that had an old colour picture of the Rolling Stones. Now, I look at pictures maybe differently to the majority of the population, but this particular magazine had this really good picture and it was really, um, really easy for me to look at and see the energy going around the five members of the Rolling Stones in 1966. That surprised me because I've known that photographs fade over time. The, the energy fades from them over time. But when I looked at this photograph and it was, pre 
the normal photographs that we have now. So we have digital photographs very often on most things. This photograph retained a lot of the energy signatures of the band members. So I thought, well, what better way than to have a look and to see how Keith Moon, Mick Jagger, you know, were feeling uh, in 1966. And it surprised me, surprised me the amount of information that was there. So this got me thinking. It got me thinking that if we could get some vintage photographs of people that have passed, then we need to have a look at them and figure them out. So the first person that I looked at after that was my father. My father died in 1980, um, December 1980, he died. And I haven't, you know, you can imagine that's over 42 years ago now. And so I've never really known him as a man. I knew him as a father. I knew him as a young man, but I never really knew him as a man-to-man personal relationship. So I've got several photographs of him taken back in 78, 79, and I thought I'd have a look at those photographs and an open look, not just a, a look, but an open look. So no expectations, no, no thoughts about anything. And really interesting to be able to go into a person who you've grown up with, but see them as an adult would see them. And I found it really fascinating from my own personal perspective. And since then, since looking at my own father, I haven't been able to stop looking at vintage photographs. So I thought that would be a fantastic thing to offer you guys that are interested in mediumship as well as aura profiling. So why not combine the aura profile with a mediumship reading on the same level. So we can look at the colors. We can look at the personality. We can pick up on some things that are very interesting to write about the person. And we can do the profile. So last week, I did my very first aura mediumship profile. And just as a test, just to see how it would come out. And some of the information that came out was quite astounding. I was quite shocked myself because I always feel that I write these profiles with the knowledge of the colors and with the help through your mind. So maybe I channel them. Maybe they come through from an unconscious source. Maybe the imprint of the person or the soul to soul communication allows me to be able to understand the information about a person. You have to understand that for a long time as a medium, I've always believed that the imprint of the person is what gives us the information or the soul to soul communication. Because when a person passes into spirit, maybe they pass into an energy dimension where they're pure energy. But I personally believe that the soul is reborn into a new body, a new experience. Now that body has all the information about that person. And if we've got it right, and if I believe it to be right, then soul-to-soul communication from my soul to maybe my father's soul, where I can tap into a part of his new life, but his old part of his life through his soul, then I can write about him from that point of view of where he comes from. So the energy never dies. The energy just gets transformed into something else. And if we are all reincarnated 
and we move from lifetime to lifetime building experiences and understanding those experiences why wouldn't we be able to communicate that with the people that we leave behind now i could tie in all the bits and pieces of my research over the last 30 years about reincarnation even future life progression, which means that you can go and have a look at yourself in the future life and think about all the information that is left there in the atmosphere, in the energy. And that information will give us all that understanding that life is eternal, that there is no death. The body might die, but the actual soul is one of those things that goes on forever. So it's understanding how that information is transferred from one body to the next body. Now, for me, the soul is that carrier. It's a recorder. It actually tapes all the, the life that you lead, all the knowledge that you gain. All the things that you're doing in this lifetime counts towards that overall knowledge of your soul. And because your soul stores all this knowledge within it, and then it reincarnates into another body, Everybody walking around this planet will have a soul that contains every single bit of knowledge that there is to contain. And that's the knowledge that I believe mediums tap into. And because they tap into that knowledge, you may be able to look at somebody who's leading a totally different life to maybe what your father did or your mother or your grandmother and find the energy of your father, grandmother, mother. And it could well be that we get attracted to certain groups of souls or certain groups of people that have certain souls in them that allow us to be able to feel the energy of our ancestors and maybe even the people that are going to be ahead of us, that are going to precend us in, in life. So I think that knowledge is never lost. It's always there. And this is what I want to do with Aura Vintage profiling through mediumship and aura reading is bring that knowledge of that person to anybody who has a photograph of a relative or someone they want to explore in and from their past now within that in mind can you imagine the amount of things that we should be able to pick up and understand it may be a different way of thinking and it may be that we have to get our minds around the soul being the most important part of our existence. But when we think about the body and the, how we get old and how we actually outlive bodies, surely that piece of us, that little sentient piece of our soul is going to be the most important part of who we are as an individual. And that's going to create the personality around that. And, of course, it brings in lots of questions about things like walk-ins and soul transference and do we have missions in life? Do we do we actually allow ourselves to have two or three souls or two or three imprints of souls inside of us? You know, can we have many multiple personalities? This is a very fascinating part for me that I'm discovering, that I'm looking at. And the, the things that are coming out are quite widely, um, they really are amazing. When, when I looked at them, I thought, well, this is going to be quite a, an interesting study that could take me the rest of my life just to understand the part that our soul plays in our life. And when you start talking about a soul, you start then having to think, well, what is a soul? 
And for me, it is very clear that a soul is the size of an orange. It's round and it's pure energy. So it's plasma energy. And because our whole bodies, if you think our bodies are electrically charged from our heartbeat to our blood systems to everything that go around us, we are we are full of electricity. And we don't really know how electricity works. We know it's there. We know how we're going to adapt it. But the electrical components of our body are all linked into the cell that is part of our, our life. So what we have is we have three separate areas of us. We have our mind, which is obviously the computer of our body. We have our particular soul, which is the recording device of everything that goes on that is actually happening and recording. And so that is, you know, the recording device plus the gatherer, the intelligence part. And we also have our body, which is our mortal part. So if we treat them all as the same thing, then I think we miss a part of who we are. I think we have to separate out our mind, our body, and our soul. Now, if we start to separate those things out, then it starts to become very interesting because we can start looking at the body with things like cell memory. Now, cell memory is a theory that every single cell in our body has a recall of who we are. So the memories of what we like to eat, how fit we are, how we actually get through life, our thoughts, our opinions, everything about us is recorded in each and every cell. And that is recorded via the DNA. Now, we don't know much about DNA. We know it's the building blocks of our particular species and of many other species. But there is so much that we do not know about what is stored on a little piece of DNA. Now, if it is that our DNA, which is in every cell, is containing all this information, then our personality goes throughout our body. Our mind, that consciousness that we have, is allowing us to probably connect the two, to actually reach out and ask the, the real gripping questions, you know, the really important questions of who are we, why are we here and how we construct through intelligence means um, things like buildings, transport, um, connections, computers, all the things that we're building all comes from the consciousness. Now, if that's the case and the consciousness is this big beacon, this big dish, if you like, picking up different areas of consciousness throughout the universe, then that would explain how we're picking up a lot of the the things that we're inventing, some of the things that we're going through, the technology that we're incorporating into our life. Now, that's the mind. That's the consciousness. And we could actually be very easily connected to this mass consciousness, this claircognience that allows us, when we're ready, to explore new ideas and new ways of thinking, new ways to build things, new ways to see things. And that makes the future very exciting. Because what it means is everything that we need to know is already there. It's already out there to us for us to explore. And we didn't realize this 
probably up until recently, that the consciousness can reach many, many distances. Um, it can go across the the whole of the, maybe the multiverse even. Maybe there's not just one universe. Maybe there's a multiverse of us reaching out. And if the ideas are there, we can use them. Now, I think this is what's happening with our consciousness, with our energy signatures, with the actual awareness of the frequencies that we vibrate on, the actual colors that we have. I think this is what's coming into the human consciousness right now. The spirituality of the consciousness and who we really are and the knowledge that we can actually gain from that by looking at the vibration of color. And the vibration of color teaches us that we do not need to listen to people. You know, I don't trust what people say to me. I trust the colors that they show me. They tell me far more than what their voices do. And what that will mean is that because this knowledge is there for everyone, we don't need no longer to live in fear of what people pretend to be. So if somebody's not authentic, the colors will show that. And the more that we learn these things, that these techniques have been able to understand these colors, the easier life will become because there won't be people trying to deceive us or mislead us. We'll just be living in a trusting, loving world where people all want the best for each other. And that will change our whole life. That will change our ancestors. That will change our our generations to come. It will change how everybody looks at the world that we live in, all because we've all started to start to appreciate the nature that auras play in our life and also the messages that the auras leave behind. If we can take photographs of people and, and those photographs can be interpreted into who they were, these are little holograms of that personality. So none of us need to ever think that our personality, our imprint, our energy is ever lost. It's all left behind on the photographs and the things that we do. Now, this time in our history, you look at social media. Everywhere you look, there are people taking pictures of themselves. There's photographs. There's, there's photographs, really. There's a whole collection of photographs right the way back to the 1930s. Some really interesting pictures. Color photography started probably in the 1960s for the majority of people. And even if you start looking at the, the moon landings in 69, and then also things like Woodstock in 70, and then exploring the things that have gone on with the, the cultural generations and the things moving in. Think of the information that's left behind in vintage photographs. There is so much. There's so much that we need to explore and need to understand. And the personalities. Remember, we have to start to look at this in a way where we're looking at it for the first time in a very general area to understand that people cannot always write about people how they actually were. How often do we read about people in history that they've been written up by the way that the victor has actually written them up or we look at people how other people perceive them wouldn't it be interesting to actually see the reality of who they really were and what has actually been written in corresponding to these particular people there is so much that we can look at with vintage aura photographic profiles
Now, in part two, I'm going to look at a little bit more about um, or photographic profiling, you know, just interesting areas. And also we're going to talk about audio auras because I'm just exploring that as well. And I'm starting to, to look and become very interested in the voice prints of people and the colors that those voice prints give. Have you ever had your own aura profile done? If you haven't, nip on to mindsite.org, M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G. Would you like me to profile one of your relatives, somebody that's long gone, a vintage photograph? Again, MindSite is the place to go and have a look. If you're interested in any of these particular services, you can contact me at auraprofiling at gmail.com or you can go and visit the website, which is mindsight.org, and you can contact me from that page. If you've got any questions on anything that we do here on Twisted and Misunderstood, you can contact me via your podcast provider. It's on quite a few different podcast providers now throughout the world. So you can leave me a voice message or you can email me direct. I'm here. I'm available. I'm always there to answer questions and to actually talk people through this whole process because I think it's going to benefit everyone who comes in contact with it. Anything that can improve your life is well worth it. Now, in part two, we're going to talk about audio auras. And audio auras are something that I'm really, really excited about because I've been seeing voices in color, sound in color for as long as I can remember. It was my first real foray into the world of sound and frequency when I was a child. Because even when you're a child, you just think everyone sees things the same way as you. So in autumn, I would watch the trees go in on themselves. The energy would close in and the, the leaves will fall and they go into hibernation. A lot of the trees that you see in the fields and the woods, they're, they're all into this sort of almost um, suspended animation for a time where all their energy comes in. And it's not just the tree, it's the ball of the roots as well that go into this suspended animation. And the colors change. They move in on themselves and get very tight. And it's like looking at a, a person who's sleeping. So the the world changes as the seasons go through. Now, we're very lucky here in England that we get to, you know, really see the four seasons and the different seasons create different signatures. Now, I know that in other parts of the world, it's a little bit more difficult because you don't quite go through the same changes that we go through here. But having said that, you can still see the differences on a hot summer's day to maybe a rainy monsoon day or if you like um if you were to see a cloudy day and how that changes the atmosphere and the energy in the atmosphere and can you imagine the sights that you would see through something like a thunderstorm when lightning illuminates the horizon and this brings all that energy down to earth and maybe having seen the things that we see on this planet all these combinations of energy that we have in our world are the building blocks of life itself. 
So the fact that we have all these different weather conditions, we have abundance of hydrogen, oxygen, water, and, and we have all these different areas. Maybe that's what makes life such an abundant thing on our planet. But the auras are actually dictated by not only where they look and their energy of look, but also the sound and the sound of maybe a bird cheeping. The little audio clip will show that cheap in, in yellows and greens and blues. And it has an energy signature that you can actually record and then watch. And this is what modern day technology has, has brought us up to, is that digital recordings mean that we can actually play back sound from anywhere. This recording, you can play back my voice. And you can probably look at the aura on, on my voice. So you need to be able to understand some of the things that are there. But you could pick up on how I'm feeling, my emotions, my emotional state, the time when I'm actually recording this particular podcast. So the aura around a voice is a very important part of aura reading. Now, for me, when I was very young, I used to see my mother's voice in, in different colors, my grandmother, different colors, teachers, all had their own energy signature. Now, what I'm proposing to do here at uh, Mindsight is take those aura energy readings that are captured by sound and interpret them. So each one of us has an audio aura. Each one of us has a unique stance. We all have different voices. For instance, somebody that sings has a different voice to somebody who maybe just talks. Somebody who communicates for a living could have a different audio signature around their vibration of sound and color through their voice than what somebody who maybe who doesn't do that. So different languages, different people, doesn't matter what's being said, or how it's being said, each person has that unique color signature that accompanies the vibration of their voice. So what we can do here at Aura Profiling is match my knowledge of all the colors to the voices. And I'm very, very, very pleased to offer the service of being able to write an Aura audio profile for people just from a voice. Now, this is quite exciting because we've been recording voices since about the 1920s. Now, sometimes those audios do deteriorate. But again, over the last couple of weeks, I've been practicing. I've been looking at audio voice recordings from people going back into history. I had a look at Churchill, had a look at Hitler, had a look at some of the, the main people in history and their audio voice signatures are extremely interesting. They give out lots of the characteristics, the emotions, how they're feeling. In a way, an audio aura is as accurate as a photographic aura. Because if you think about it, the, the photographic auras, you don't need to look at the person. You just need to look around the person. The aura audio voice is just as telling. We can pick up quite a lot of information about how that person was thinking, feeling, acting at the time when they were talking and broadcasting their particular voices. So if we've got tapes of our 
relatives going back into the 70s, 60s, talking, because let's face it, most of us had those um, cassette machines. Think that, you know, when I was a child, we used to record Top of the Pops on on these um, reel-to-reel tape machines and, and just have the, the music there. You know, I mean, all these old tapes are still out there somewhere. We've got old films. Every old film has got a sound track to it. Those soundtracks are amazing to listen to. Some of the old movies, um, again, you know, through my research, I was looking at a film called It's a Wonderful Life, very poignant film this time of year. But I was looking at the dynamics of the way that the people were speaking. Now, It's a Wonderful Life was shot in black and white, but the voices are still in colour which is, for me, it's like dramatic insight into what the actors and actresses were going through at the time they were shooting and filming. So what we've got is we've got a unique access into people at the time they were doing certain things in their life. So if you've got a recording of your your father, your mother, your uncle, your auntie, your grandmother doing something in their life at some point, those voice imprints, those voice colors, those frequencies are like treasure. They will tell you a lot about a person. So if you've got a color photograph coupled with a voice recording of them, think what we can do and think where we can actually go with the actual areas of understanding people that we might not have even known as adults. I'm extremely interested in this, this area of research and of understanding. And I only wish that I'd recorded my dad because I don't have no voice. I've looked everywhere. I have no voice um, recordings of him being alive. So the one thing that this sort of brought to my mind is what a better way of being able to connect to people after you've passed. Maybe your, you know, your soul has gone and you're in a different body. But if you can record a message to someone and actually store it, just think of the impact that will have later on in the generations when this knowledge about audio auras becomes well worldwide. It becomes spread right across because I think we're just tapping into the potential of what it means to be able to do this sort of thing. I think thousands, maybe even millions of people across the world are all going to be doing this stuff. I think they're all going to be learning how to do it. I think they're all going to be incorporating it into their life. And it's going to become a part of how they see their life and how they act in their life and how they are in their life. So there's going to be lots of interesting areas where you can leave that legacy. And if you've got children, if you've got grandchildren, just think what you can do just by recording something and storing it. I think it's a really good idea to be able to do that. And people come alive again. You know, I really do miss the people that I once knew. And I, I know their energies there. I know that their souls are there. I know I can communicate across the souls and things. But one of the things that I think is quite an emotional thing is to be able to hear someone's voice because that brings them alive, doesn't it? You know what it's like. You hear an old song. It takes you straight back to that era. And it's the same with a voice. You know, a, a voice of a parent or a grandparent would take you straight back. So think of that legacy for yourself and think of how you can leave that legacy for somebody else, especially now that we have the means to be able to record. And if you do have a voice and a photograph or just a voice or just a photo, 
get in touch. Let's get these out there. Let's get these together and let's get them you know, out there so people can, can see that our energy never, ever ends. It just carries on. It's the, the life after life. It's not ever going to change. Our bodies may change. Our bodies may die, but our soul never, ever does. And that energy, that frequency, that vibration of sound and color is always going to be there for people to understand and to get insights that cannot be manipulated by time. So it's that whole area of authentic understanding that allows us to see that things that cannot be manipulated. Very interesting areas over the whole part of the, the, the learning of auras. Now, if you want to learn how to see auras, we can do that here. I'm already teaching people in different countries across the world that they can see auras for themselves. I believe that seeing is believing. Now, when you start to see auras, then you will start to understand that there is something more to this than just somebody talking on a podcast. It is quite a big area for people to want to understand. And if you can get to see them yourself and start to understand how they work, the component parts of an aura, and how to actually interpret the colors, think of the benefits that brings to you in your life. Because knowledge does belong to everyone. I'm really happy to teach people. I'm really happy to share this with anybody that wants to know. And if you really want to start reading your partner's aura, your children's auras, your pet's auras, then we can do this here. So you can simply come onto Mindsight and just fill out the form and say, can I book a couple of lessons with you, Dom? You know, this day and age with Zoom, we can do almost anything anywhere in the world at any time. And there's no restrictions. There's no limitations to what we can go, where we can teach. You know, when I first started doing mediumship back in 1970s, we'd have to get in the car and drive somewhere to physically do it around a person's home. Nowadays, we can be instantly anywhere in the world communicating face-to-face -face and talking face-to-face -face in, 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 a, in a second. It's, it's an incredible acceleration of the possibilities of learning. You do not need to be meeting people in your local area to gain that information. You can be meeting people anywhere in the world. And this is what we offer at um, auraprofiling at gmail.com. We offer the ability to learn and to enhance not only your aura skills, your psychic skills, the knowledge that you have. If you're a, a medium that wants to develop your skills, think what an aura extract would bring into your actual skills level think what it'd be like to see somebody's face imposed upon somebody else's face with energy think what it's like to be able to go into an aura and pick up the personality there is so much that you can pick up and learn all through just getting in touch and i think that it would be a shame if you didn't explore the possibilities especially if you're spiritually based. Now, for me here, you know, I mean, Twisted and Misunderstood, we're going to carry on doing the programming. We're going to go and carry on exploring, getting some fantastic authors 
to come and talk to us. We're going to get some fantastic topics to actually uncover and discuss. And if you're interested in all that stuff, just go and look at Amazon uh, at my books that I've published. I've, you know, the one book on Aura Life in 4D, that's got loads of information in there about the aura. Go and explore it. Go and buy the book and have a look at that. If you want to read about some of the things that I've done in my life, well, my first book was Spirit Motivator. And that's still on Amazon. 2006, I wrote that. And it's still selling. It's still there for people to. And it was one of my proudest moments when I was told it was going into the New York City Library. And so that book is in the library there if you if you live in New York. Um, but you can still go and purchase it. It's a, it's a fabulous book and quite an insight into my life in 2006. And also Angels on Our Side and More Angels. You know, we the couple of books that are on Amazon that I wrote with my wife Alison that are also very interesting, full of stories and techniques and understandings and legends and myths and all the things that we have in this world full of paranormal happenings and things that we haven't quite brought into the normal. My my job, my understanding of bringing things into the common conception of how we look at things is is very exciting right now because I think it's been no better time than ever to come and actually start to explore the things that we are just gaining an understanding over. So the time that I move on from this particular lifetime into my next life, maybe the paranormal would just be the normal. And maybe that is what I've always wanted is people to understand things clearly, understand things because they're real and personally experience the things that people talk about. So I like to take out all the myths, all the legends and find out what's behind those things and bring the reality of situations to you here. And that's really why I started Twisted and Misunderstood as a podcast. I started it because I wanted to explore the possibilities of understanding. And hopefully that's what you get every time you tune in to the radio show. I hope so. And I look forward 